learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 4, Episode 3. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Beverly Walthour. Beverly Walthour is a TV host of Talking Business with Beverly and radio host of Talking Business with Beverly. She was the only African-American female with a business radio morning show. Her syndicated shows are heard and seen in various markets across the U.S. and the world, including Atlanta, Georgia, Central Kentucky, Michigan, California, Washington, D.C., and New Mexico. She is a six-figure business strategist for Christian female coaches. She shows them how to create more impact and income. She has more than 15 years experience as an award-winning educator, trainer, and consultant, and over 10 years as an entrepreneur. She has inspired hundreds of passionate women to confidently build and generate revenue in their online businesses. Beverly is an international best-selling author. She's been featured in Tying the Knot Between Ministry and Marketplace, Volumes 1 and 2, and Courageous World Catalyst 2. She has been featured on numerous online podcasts, magazines, television, and radio shows. She works with her clients one-on-one, in group programs, intensive online courses, and in-person workshops. You can contact Beverly at her website at beverlywalthour.com, her email beverly at beverlywalthour.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, and LinkedIn at Beverly Walthour. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Beverly Walthour. Okay, so Beverly, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. I read your bio and I want to say kudos to you for being a trailblazer for women with your business radio show. That's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Being the first is definitely a great accomplishment. Yes, yes, definitely a blessing. Definitely a blessing. Yes. Okay, so are you ready to talk about leadership? I am. Yes, let's do this. Okay, yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Mm -hmm. Beverly? I definitely agree with that. Yes, 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 yes. And can you tell us why you feel this way? You know, I really and truly feel like everyone has a purpose here on earth. And so whether or not you're leading yourself, (laughs) you know, it could be your siblings, your family. It's always someone that's watching you, whether or not you realize it. And so to me, we were not like our life is not just about ourselves. Like it's so many people that are attached to us and what we do and what we don't do, what we think and what we don't think. And so once you realize that it's not about you, then it gets you to kind of shift the focus off you and on to 
that bigger picture, that global view. Like I said, whether or not that global is even, you know, you leading yourself to your family, to your community, or even literally a global stage. So that to me is why I feel like we're all leaders in a sense, because it's always someone, like I said, whether or not it's it's even just myself, you know, it's always someone that's looking to me for direction, whether or not they say it or not. So whether or not it's been vocalized or not. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And I do, I do agree that what we do or don't do does have an impact on others. Mm-hmm. And once we realize that, even if we're not inspired for ourselves, maybe to work for the greater good of knowing mm-hmm. that helping other people can be a driving force in helping you be the best leader that you can be. So thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Beverly, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? For me, um, it, it definitely goes back to once I shifted the focus off myself and onto the fact that I was put on this earth to have an impact. And so for me, that code of leadership is it, it's, it's that old saying of, you know, do the right thing. And I put right in quotation marks, you know, even if no one else is watching, mm-hmm. you know, because I still have to answer to myself. Like I have to be able to lie my head down at night and really and truly say that I did all that I could in that day to show up as the best version of me. And so, you know, if I can lie my head down at night and say that, then I've had a successful day. But, you know, when I, before I go to bed, I'm doing that reflection. If it's someone that I felt like I've wronged, then I have to take it upon myself as a leader, well, first of all, as a person, but just as a leader to correct that wrong. And, you know, however that person chooses to respond, that's on them. But I know that I've done my part. So for me, like that's kind of like in a nutshell of my code of leadership is just ensuring that, like I said, when I lie my head down at night, like I really and truly can say that I've given all that I knew to do. And once again, if there was any place where I felt like I shortchanged myself or shortchanged someone else for me to actually go ahead and address that, rectify it, and then continue to move on in, on my path or on this journey. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And I do agree that showing the best version of yourself every day is extremely important and doing the right thing, even when no one is watching, because it's easy mm-hmm. to do the right thing when you have an audience, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> The test yes. of character is the consistency, right? When not, when you don't yes. even know if anyone's watching, are you still the person that you portray yourself to be? Exactly, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And heard, yeah. <laughs> and I heard in the background, operate in excellence, right? Because mm-hmm. we operate in excellence, we are doing what we need to do. Yes, yes. That... That has been something even for myself, you know, really and truly as an entrepreneur, like operating in excellence did not have, that phrase didn't have an impact on me until I became an entrepreneur. Because once again, you know, everything leads back to me, you know, I am my brand. And so everything leads back to me. So I can't point the finger and say, well, hey, my VA didn't do this. Or, hey, you know, my graphic, like I can't point the finger at other people. Like it all leads back to me. And so, you know, for me, that operating in excellence, you know, it, it just really and truly took on a whole different meaning once I became an entrepreneur. So, yeah, that definitely resonates. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I love I love your mindset, though, right? Because what you said was just now is not what everyone 
lives by where you said, I can't point the finger. I can't, Mm -hmm. but some people do, you know, but a successful and effective leader does not. And a successful successful and effective leader takes the fall, so to say, or takes responsibility Mm -hmm. for everything that's involved with the team and with those that they are leading. So thanks for that, because that is a trait that a lot of leaders need to adopt. Yes. And I think that is kind of like that makes the difference between an effective leader. Like, you yeah. know, when you really and truly realize that, wait a minute, the buck stops here. You move a little different and you talk a little different. <laughs> you know, you do things a little bit differently and, and not to say that you don't address the issue with that person. You know, if it was something that was going on. But once again, you address that person in private. But, you know, in public, you are the one. Yes. You know what? I definitely do understand that. What can I do to make this better? You know, say so like that type of attitude. And then, like I said, you know, yes, definitely address your team because we want to make sure that everyone is operating in excellence. But when it comes to, you know, like I said, the bottom line of the buck, the buck stops with you. Period. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> OK, so I believe all leaders experience failure. Mm-hmm. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more yes. of an optimistic view, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So Beverly, can you share your view on failure and tell us what it means to you? I'm just going to copy your answer. No, <laughs> very similar because, um, you know, when I don't view it as a failure, I definitely view it as a way for me to learn and grow from a situation. So for me, I may say, you know, that situation did not turn out the way that I planned it. But when I see the word failure, you know, it just, it has such a negative connotation. It's, it's almost like failure, you know, period, exclamation point, And there's no moving <laughs> on But I'm like, oh, that's not true. So, you know, I'm like failure, comma, you know, what can I do to make this better? And so that's how I kind of view a failure. Although, you know, when you're in it and when you're in the middle of that failure, <laughs> you know, it's not always, you know, these unicorns and rainbows. And, oh, my God, la, 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 I just learned something new and this is awesome. Like, you don't feel that way at the moment. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, you know, once you get past it, then, you know, really and truly using that time to reflect on, you know, OK, these were some really good things that came out of the situation. These are some things that were not so good. So, you know, what do I want to do to amplify the good? And what do I want to do to kind of make sure that I don't make that same type of mistake, you know, again? So that's how I kind of view it. So definitely along those lines, when it comes to failure, just an opportunity for you to learn and to grow from that situation. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And I love what I heard was failure is not final, right? And a lot of Mm -hmm. times we do feel like it's like the total end of the road because Mm -hmm. like you said, it didn't work out the way we planned for it. Exactly. Yes. But if we look at it like instead of failure, period, exclamation point to quote Mm -hmm. you, but Mm -hmm. failure, comma, that was so powerful. Failure, comma. I love that, right? (laughs) It's always a continuation after comma. So we can keep going and, and keep striving to reach these place of success that we want to be so Mm -hmm, exactly thank you okay so Beverly can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience Mm -hmm. that helped you to become a better leader yes and so like I said you know when I was in the moment when it was happening I will say one of my and I'll I'll put it in quotations biggest failures was actually when I started my first business this is actually me as a business strategist this is business number four for me Okay. So I would say I'm not new to this, but my very first business was back in 2007. My, and I always say my previous life, in my prior life, I was a teacher and a trainer. (laughs) So, you know, back in 2007, I started my own tutoring company and, you know, because I was an excellent teacher, 
But my downfall was I didn't learn the business side. And I see that so often. Like we are so amazing, you know, as a stylist or as, you know, as this, as that. But the business side is the part that a lot of us fail to really make sure that we know and understand. And so for me with that, me starting that business, you know, I was the first one in my family to be an entrepreneur. And so because I did not learn the business side of it, that business only lasted about two years. And so in my mind, I found myself, I found that as a failure. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I stepped out of this career that at that point I had had for seven years to do this venture and it did not work. And so in my mind, I'm like, I let so many people down is what I thought. And so for me, I counted that back then as a, as a failure, not realizing that that quote unquote failure set me up to, you know, fast forward where we are now, what is this uh, 12 years later, you know what I'm saying? To be in a position where I am now, where I know that that particular situation gave me the tools and the strategies that I needed to now do what I do now. So back then I thought that was a failure, but now looking back, I realized, you know, it was used to prepare me. For where I am now. Yes, thank you for that. Okay, <laughs> four businesses must be the lucky number. I, I'm on my fourth <laughs> business as well. I've spoken to yeah. so many other entrepreneurs that are like this is my fourth business. And I'm like, what is it about number four? <laughs> <laughs> what they used to say like three times a charm. Like no, four times. Like yeah, we're just gonna rewrite that whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and I love how what I heard was your failure was your foundation. Mm-hmm. You are. So in essence, it was needed else you wouldn't be here as a business strategist. So exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So Beverly, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? I know I'm gonna say this and this will probably not sit well with some of the listeners, but (laughs) this is this has been my philosophy. And one thing that I say, my faith is very important to me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I know whose I am. So yeah. I know that just me, you know, being me and operating in my purpose, that's what is for me is for me. And so the doors that are open for me where, you know, people on the outside are like, oh my God, Bev, how are you able to do that? For instance, you mentioned the radio show. Um, you know, how are you able to do that when my background is not in broadcast? My background is not in communication, but because of who I serve. You know, I know that there are things that are afforded to me. There are doors that are open for me (laughs) that by the natural human eye, people are like, Bev, how is that happening? I know how it's happening because of who I serve. So for me, you know, I don't see it as, you know, because I'm a female, I have to work harder or different or anything like that. My thing has always been as long as I'm operating in my purpose and I am showing up as who I have been called to show up as and to serve who I'm supposed to serve. Like all of those other things, like I don't focus on those things. I just focus on that. And so the opportunities just continue to come for me. And so, you know, I can't really say that, you know, it's harder or or not. For me, I just feel like, you know, it's been a blessing. And, you know, the effort that I put there or put forth, you know, it just opens that doorway or, you know, the path has already been set for me and I'm just following that path. Trim, yeah. blazing the trail and all that good stuff. 
Yes, thank you for that. No, I do like that perspective. And I have, when I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't yeah, ready. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, look, I'm going to say this. <laughs> At first, I was like, yes, I was questioning my question. I'm like, well, maybe I should take this question out. I don't know how I feel about it. But <laughs> no, but it does, it shows all different perspectives. And I love mm-hmm. this perspective, right? Because whether it's easier, harder, or the same, doesn't matter. It matters mm-hmm. what you focus on, right? Exactly. And I do agree exactly. with you. What's for me is for me. That's my mm-hmm. motto in this world. And mm-hmm. I like how you said, because of who you serve, right? So that mm-hmm. reminded me of the saying, uncommon favor for uncommon yes. results. Yes. that When I tell you, Nicole, like this, the past two years for me, when I say just literally walking out on faith, stepping yes. out on faith, and that has been such a huge thing for me, you know, and it's made a huge difference in my business. Nice. I love it. Okay. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that. All right. So productivity is a hot topic right now, yes. as it should be. Yes, mm-hmm. as it should be. Mm-hmm. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? <laughs> Let me preface this one more time before I say this. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing, too, that, you know, once again, I, I don't want the, the listeners not to continue to listen, but <laughs> this is another thing, too, for me when it comes to being productive. I am such the person where, you know, I have, I have my goals and, you know, I have my big goals and I, those goals are broken down into smaller goals. And so for me, I focus on things that are going to help me reach my goal. So if it's something that's not going to help me accomplish that goal, then that's just busy work. And I, for right now, I can't do it right now. So I'm really and truly focused on being productive. So once again, my question is, will it lead me to my goal? If the answer is yes, then I move forward with that. So, you know, my, my daily to-do list is what I, I do have a daily to-do list. And so, you know, on that list and I, and I check with my creator, okay, this is what I plan on doing. Let me know if this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Let me know if I'm supposed to add anything, let me know. And so I, I structure my days that way. But I know that there is a team no sleep. There's a team hustle. <laughs> I don't prescribe to that because a good nap will do you very well. <laughs> so, you know, that, so for me, I'm, I'm really and truly about the ease and the flow of things. And not to say that I don't work hard, not to say that if I don't have an event, I don't pull an all night or if I'm getting ready to launch something. I'm not saying that, but I don't live in that constant hustle thought because for me, it I end up getting burnt out. And mm-hmm. then you know, what good am I as the CEO of my company if I'm burnt out and I'm no longer of use? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me, that productivity is really and truly about the ultimate question, you know, is this going to lead me toward my goal? And so for me, you know, having my day structured in the sense, and I put structure in quotation marks, structured around, you know, my my daily to-do list. And then once again, just making sure or ensuring that everything on that list leads to an ultimate goal. Does my productivity also include self-care? Yes, ma'am, it does. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. once again, that of course enhances my productivity to ensure that I am pouring from, you know, my overflow and I'm not running on E trying to get everything done. So that's kind of like, that is my, my, my tip. And once again, I know that there's a whole no sleep and team hustle movement and all that stuff. So when I say that, people are like, oh, I'm like, yeah, a good nap will do you good. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I totally, totally agree with you. And you touched on a few key points that stood out to me, which I've heard in the past is just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Mm -hmm. So learning how to recognize that and ensure that the tasks that you work on are for production and not just to keep you busy is extremely important. And I do agree that rest, sleep, and finding ease and flow in your days and in your life is important to be productive because like you said, we don't want to be burned out. We need to be in overflow to effectively give people what we have to offer them. Wow. Yes. So, yes. yes. Thank you. Okay. So, Beverly, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? There, um, I think even with the whole leadership, and you kind of touched on this uh, at the very beginning, I was one of those people that did not embrace the word leader. I, I didn't see myself as a leader. I just saw Bev doing what Bev does to get the job done. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that there were people looking at what I, what I did. And so, you know, I think one of the first things, one of the experiences that blessed me as a leader was when this was when I was teaching and one of the administrators actually recognized the leader in me. So this leader is now grooming another leader. You know, there was, she wasn't threatened, you know, about her, her role and knowing that as leaders, we do also, we should be, you know, grooming other leaders. And so that was the first time in my life that someone, well, let me rephrase it, where I recognized that someone was tapping me for leadership. And so her recognizing that in me, her seeing something in me that I did not see was a blessing because that actually opened my eyes to the fact that, yes, I am a leader, that yes, you know, people were looking up to me for certain things. And until I had that experience with her, then my thought process shift and I started hearing people differently because once I started listening to what people were saying, they were telling me all along that they saw me as a leader. And I saw that when I, when I had that realization, I went all the way back to like high school and middle school and realized how people, that leadership was there all along. But it took for me, for someone to recognize it, not only recognize it in me, but then to call it out and to call me out. And so for me, that was one of the blessings that I had as a leader was someone actually, you know, recognizing it in me, which then gave me the kind of like, you know, like the okay to Mm -hmm. be okay in that role. And then from that point forward, like I've never like looked back when it came to that title. I've never cringed when it has come to that title. I have actually embraced the role as leader and, you know, all the different capacities that I've held it in. And I'm okay with that. So for me, that that has been like the biggest takeaway from that one experience that was years ago that I still carry with me now. And like I said, being open to the fact of, you know, as a leader, inspiring other people to step into their role as a leader and knowing that it's okay to carry that mantle and being okay as a leader to pass that torch on to others so that, you know, they're now ready to take your place so that I can then step into another role. So that's how I, um, you know, one of the biggest experiences that I've had that has blessed me as a leader. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. And I love that. And I can actually relate to that story because originally I didn't see myself as a leader Mm -hmm. and it did take Mm -hmm. other people to say, I see you doing this. I see you doing that. And I'm like, you see that in me? Like, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Well, well, thank you. You know, and then it does give you that permission 
that you may need just to move forward in that life. Yes, yes, yes. That is so true. So true. Yes. And you said another thing that I love, which a lot of people don't do, but need to do is to pass on a torch. Okay. Now Mm. that you realize you are a leader, let's breed, you know, or build this world of awesome, great leaders. Let's not let the buck stop with us and continue to inspire and encourage others to see their leadership qualities and walk in the light that's destined for their lives as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Beverly, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? One of the best pieces of advice that I've, it's actually, it's a a couple that kind of tie in together. One of the biggest pieces that always has been, you know, this whole abundance mindset. And so when I say abundance, like there is enough room at the top for everyone. And so that really resonated with me because, you know, I operate a lot in the online space. And so in that space, you see a lot of people's wins and I've done this and I did that. And this was, this has been awesome and all this stuff. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, God, what's going on? Because you know, I've been praying for that and it's not happening to me and why them and not me. You know, you get that comparison, you know, you're always comparing yourself to other people. (laughs) And so it wasn't until I was told one day that, you know, when you start to see people in your circle that are achieving what it is that you desire, it's not a time to get jealous. It's a time to start rejoicing because that means yours is on the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't believe in coincidences. So that just means yours is on the way. So you have to learn how to celebrate other people, you know? And so in that, in that space of celebrating and realizing, okay, God, that's you telling me, hey, get ready, get ready, get ready. And so for me, that was one of the biggest pieces that then led me to this space of, once I understood that, then I embraced this whole thought of, I need to stop making decisions from the bed that's currently in front of me. So the bed that I see right now, and I need to start making decisions from the bed that I desire to be because mm-hmm. those are two different people. Yes. And so the bed that's in front of me right now may not have everything that I desire, but the bed that I want to be, she has it. And so I need to start operating in that sense. I need to stop operating in those feelings, those senses, you know, the things that she would be doing. What would she be doing now? Well, what's stopping you from doing those things now? What's stopping you from feeling that way now? So once again, that has been like some of the biggest shifts and I think for me, because I shifted from the, oh, you know, what's going on with me? I, don't, I may not have everything that I desire right now to, but hey, it's coming. And, you know, because of this is where you desire to be, start projecting, start acting like that woman and things will come to you rapidly. And so when I tell you, as I got out of that mode and moved into the yes, you know, saying yes to these things, these opportunities, even when I felt like I wasn't quote unquote qualified, when I tell you so many doors opened up for me and I was like, whoa. So that has been one of the biggest things for me, the biggest pieces of advice. Like I said, celebrate those things that you see in the people around you, because that's definitely letting you know that those things are to come. They're coming for you. And then once again, that woman that that you do desire to be, start walking in that now. And once again, it just opens up so many doors, so many opportunities, because you're focusing on the abundance that's out there. You're not focusing on your lack. You're focusing on what is to come. But you have to make that decision of which one you want to focus on. So for me, that has been an ultimate game changer for me. I love it. I I was literally like, you're talking and I'm like, wave at my head. (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with you. An abundant mindset is so important to help us get to where we aspire Mm -hmm. to be. And I love the, what did you say, Compare itis? <laughs> yes, yes. It is so easy for us to compare ourselves to you know what we don't have, and you know, 
all kind of stuff just go through your head. I'm like, wait a minute, no. Yes. That's not the right attitude. It's really and true. It's enough for everyone. Why we're we not celebrating one another? And yes. happy for her win or for his win, knowing that, that she didn't take the last spot. He didn't take the last yeah. spot. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. like, even if he did, that was for him. That was for her. So yeah. So really and truly me making that shift has made a huge difference to me personally and in my business. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. That is so <laughs> awesome. It reminds me of like God's message. If I've done it for them, I'll do it for you. you I love so I respect a person. Yes. 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 <laughs> so if you continue to remind yourself that mm-hmm. then you can celebrate mm-hmm. other people because it can be a little intimidating to see everyone mm-hmm. doing great and you feel like mm-hmm. you're not doing great, but you never know what their greatness looks like behind is. doors either. Yes. You know, so yes. you, you can, don't fall into that trap and know that when you're in a circle of seeing people do great, then obviously that means that you're in the right circle and soon you'll be exactly. doing great. So that's, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So Beverly, you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? Awesome. This was incredible. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome and thank you. Oh my goodness, so many gems. Okay, so I want to thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any products, services, or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Sure. I'm always, you know, my website and I always like to keep everything so consistent. So my website is, you know, www.beverlywathour.com. You can find me on social media at Beverly Wathour. Like I try to keep everything (laughs) as consistent as possible. And, you know, definitely the best place to kind of to see what's going on with me currently is certainly my social media pages. I have a, you know, my Facebook group, which is called Highly Successful Christian Female Coaches and Consultants. So social media is definitely the best spot to find me when it comes to, hey, Bev, what's going on? You know, when are you filming your TV show, the radio show? You know, when is your next program? All of that stuff. My social media pages and my website is the best spot to find me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Beverly. We appreciate your insight today. Yes. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. You're welcome. enjoyed this interview with Bev, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Bev's perspective to lead with a global outlook. As effective and successful leaders, it is not about us, and we carry the responsibility of showing up as the best versions of ourselves for others. Accepting that your life is not all about you requires the willingness to sacrifice your desires for the greater good which is not always easy to do. As Bev stated, we are put on this world to have an impact. So it's up to us to represent ourselves accordingly. A quote by Mother Teresa reads, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the water to create many ripples. I admire Bev's tenacity in bouncing back from her previous entrepreneurial pursuits by using the lessons she learned to improve her practices and continue to chase her dreams. According to Bev, failure is not final and should be looked at with a comma at the end as opposed to a period. 
I absolutely love the analogy Bev gave between period and comma in relation to failure, as it makes the picture so clear. As Bev has shown, we can keep pushing after things do not go the way we planned until we make it to where we should be. A quote by Barbara Cochran reads, my best successes came on the heels of failures. I can relate to Bev's experience of not realizing she was a leader until she was told by a mentor at a time when she was receptive to hearing the message, as I experienced the same. As with Bev, I was just doing what I had to do to get the job done. I didn't think any more of my actions. Bev mentioned how she was able to see the messages others had been giving her all along in reference to her leadership once she took a moment to reflect. This exact thing happened with me. It's crazy how you can miss a message over and over again until you are ready to receive it. I am thankful to finally come to the awareness of my greatness as it is an amazing realization. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Bev mentioned the importance of walking in light of your future self to attract what is meant for you. This advice literally blew me away. I believe in the power of manifestation, yet at times I don't always act as such. Living as your future self requires faith, courage, quieting the naysayers, and overcoming self-doubt. I love Bev's advice to pray and meditate before making decisions and taking action, as this is a sure way for us to walk in the path destined for our lives. I will make it my business to determine what my future self will be doing and make my current decisions according to her lifestyle because I am her and she is me. A quote by Brian Tracy reads, the key responsibility of leadership is to think about the future. No one else can do it for you. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know your key takeaway. If you care to share, go to the She Leads Podcast discussion group on Facebook and leave your comment under the Takeaway Thursday post for season four, episode three. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast which is Walking in Your Future Now with Beverly Walthour. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.